The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi, mamas. Hi, parents. This is Sarah. Welcome to Being Bumo. Chris is not here today. She's in Paris working. Chris, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. Be safe out there and get home safely. Um, so today I actually am coming a little bit heavy hearted given what happened last week with both shootings. And I just wanted to take a few seconds to address that and send my deepest condolences to families affected and just feeling so heartbroken during during this time. And it actually reminded me of why I wanted to do this podcast from the beginning and why I love doing it week after week. And so much of my mission and desire was to really talk about gentle parenting. And I will eventually, hopefully circle back and tell you why it ties to the shootings and how I see it from my perspective. So I wanted to talk a little bit about gentle parenting today, give you guys, share with you how I talk to my kids about it, the shootings and how that, again, wraps in the bigger umbrella of what gentle parenting is for me and how I've processed it and used it and explored it and applied it into my family. Why I think it's so important and why I am such an advocate for gentle parenting, because when I think about the mass shootings, I think it's tied with, I mean, again, these are, these are just my opinions and like my observations, but it's tied with how much our community, our elders, our family members are hurting and how I believe and why I believe that gentle parenting is is a big part of the solution. So maybe I'll start by saying how and why I discovered gentle parenting. And the first, my firstborn is kind of like a typical first child. Like he's easygoing, kind of complies, like people pleaser, doesn't really push back very much. But the second kid like most traditional second borns are a little bit, you know, have something to prove, just more resistant, have bigger voices or more assertive. And so when I had my daughter, I just found myself in, I mean, honestly, in constant tension with her. And I just couldn't understand why I felt like she was all like, not always, but resisting so much and why I had such a hard time getting her to do the things I needed her to do. And so much of that came from my understanding of kids, my mis, really my misguided understanding of them. And a lot of how I viewed kid was kind of hierarchical, right? Like I'm the parent, you're the kid. I have all the answers. You have no answers. I know everything. You don't know anything. And obviously that's like a very black and white way of putting it. But I think overall that was my initial approach. And when I had my daughter and applied that style, it just didn't really work. And I just saw us escalating and escalating. And I found myself yelling to get her to comply for very simple things. And I was like, this cannot be it. This cannot be how I lay the foundation with my with my child. And I just kept seeking and trying to understand what I could do. And that's how I first came to gentle parenting, these concepts of validating, listening, empathizing. And so instead of a more hierarchical relationship, 
I wanted it to be more of a circular relationship. Like I speak and you listen, but you also speak and I also listen. And I know that this is probably really obvious now and it is so obvious to me now, but back then, to be honest, I didn't understand the concept that children were like full-blown humans too. And again, I just thought like it was my job to teach them everything and fill them up and that's what I was supposed to do. And the intention was always good. The intention was always to give them the best opportunities and the best foot forward and give them, you know, pass on all of the things I had learned. But really what they showed me, what they taught me was that they're their own person. They have their own emotions. They have their own thoughts. They have their own, you know, preferences and they have their own thoughts and they have their own, like what they want to do and what they don't want to do. So gentle parenting, I started to read about that because, you know, I saw other parents practicing it and seeing their relationship become better, less tense, less yelling, and more about helping the child understand their emotions and why they're feeling the way that they do, and then guiding them and supporting them through their emotions and eventually helping them, you know, make the the decisions. And so, you know, it sounds silly to, <laughs> to be honest, I was skeptical initially. It just didn't make sense to me. I, I kept thinking like, they're kids, they don't know right from wrong. How can they make these decisions, right? But I'm here to tell you that after 10 years, I, I am an advocate for a reason. The whole concept of gentle parenting does work. And the whole concept of validating and empathizing with a three-year-old who like doesn't want to wear shoes at that moment um, has a huge benefit. And I know that at that moment, you're like, just put on your shoes, like put on your shoes, we're late or whatever it may be. Like sometimes as parents, we don't have the space to take a moment and try to understand why the kid doesn't want to put on the shoe or why the kid is resisting what they are resisting. But I do think that it starts there. It starts there to help that kid be heard. It starts there to help that kid understand what is happening and why the expectation is being set. And also if they are resisting, help them understand the why. The thing about this is that it's a long drawn out process. It takes many, 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 many moments. It doesn't, it's not something that just like happens, you know, like after one night. And I think that's like the greatest challenge. But as I was contemplating on gentle parenting and now seeing it manifested in the kids, I'm just so grateful that I did encounter gentle parenting at that age when she was probably three or four and started to implement some of the practices and some of the techniques and tools to give her the words to understand why she was frustrated and also give me the understanding that it's okay that she's frustrated and I just have to kind of hold that space for her. I can't help but think that as a community, we've for so long been asked to suppress our desires and our needs and we've been asked to kind of almost not want anything in some ways. And, you know, we see it in all of the adults who are suffering around us, how that has played out. And I think that's why I'm such an advocate for gentle parenting at home, because I think so much of this communication and understanding of self starts at home, but it cannot start with the child because they don't know. It has to charge with, it has to start with the parent. And I think that's why I, encourage you to look into this parenting style. I encourage you to take time to raise your children in a manner that they can have more open communication with you and can have more understanding of self. Of course, gentle parenting is not about constantly letting them do whatever they want, right? That's not what it is either. It's not this permissible parenting, this 
parenting that's going to lead to entitled children. It's not that at all, actually. It's actually, in my perspective, the hardest way to parent because you cannot do these harsh punitive punishments to shut them down or, or fill them with fear. But if anything, you have to do this crazy, compassionate, empathetic type of parenting because you do have to eventually correct them. So it's the whole concept of connecting with them first and then correcting them. The correcting piece is still there. It's still important. It's still necessary. You still have to guide them, help them understand that there are consequences to their choices. If they don't wear the shoe, they're, there's a high chance they're going to get a cut when they go walk outside, right? So you still have to sort of guide them and nourish them and nurture them. But I think the connecting piece is the most important piece. And I think we, I know I do, kind of fly through it or skim over it or don't have the time to do the whole thing all the time. And I I think back at what happened last weekend and think like, it is just so important to do that piece. Again, I don't know what was happening in those communities, like the backstory, but the result was obviously so fatal and devastating that um, I can't help but wonder like what happened, you know, prior to those moments. And I just wonder sometimes if like a little bit more of this gentle parenting had, you know, existed amongst our community, if like maybe some of this could have been avoided or some of this could have been healed in, in other ways. Cozy Earth, ladies, gentlemen, I just love Cozy Earth. Every single bed in my house, including the guest bed, has Cozy Earth right now. I used my own coupon for myself. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? Is that allowed? Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. 35% off site-wide when you use the code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Okay, so Cozy Earth um, is named one of Oprah's favorite things of 2018. And if it's good for Oprah, it's good for us, y'all. Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. Cozy Earth's bedding collection offers a variety of luxury pillows, sheets, blankets, and more. Their luxury bedding essentials is backed by a lengthy warranty. And Cozy Earth's linen bedding collection adds casual elegance to any space and captures the fabric's breezy, timeless appeal. This Valentine's Day, snuggle up in Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. This is the, if you guys are looking for bedding, this is the brand. This is it, Cozy Earth. So Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today, 35% off the entire website if you use our code BUMO, B-U-M-O. So go to Cozy Earth and get yourself some nice soft sheets you can cuddle in. You won't regret it. They're fantastic. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today, 35% off site-wide when you use the code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Something else I wanted to talk about was, I know that I talk about gentle parenting, not just on my Instagram, but on the pod. I've tried to discuss it as much as I can in the way that I understand it. I don't, you know, I'm not, you guys know I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, or like a child 
motherhood anything, but just a mom trying to learn from my mistakes and seeing when I treat my kid a certain way, like how does that work or not? Like I question, like if I give her this very harsh punitive, does it work? In some kids it may, but I think the cost of that is they start to shut down. And in the kids that don't work because they have so much fire within them, it just creates a very tense and resisting kind of relationship, right? Which I also don't want. And I see all over my community, all of, I mean, I have it in many ways with my parents in some degree, right? Like I can't honestly talk to them because I know how they're going to react in a judgmental way, right? So, so I have this awareness now. So like, what, what do I do with this? And again, I, this whole concept of validating your children's impulses and desires, even though it's so hard at that time, I think it is the answer. And I think I've, I have tried it and tested it. And like, I can tell you it really works. So I want to encourage you to keep at it. If you have started, you know, trying some of these, you know, techniques and tools that you continue to do that. I didn't see results until honestly this year, now that she's 10 and she could tell me, I'm frustrated that you won't let me text my friends, you know, during Monday through Friday. Like for her to be able to communicate that at 10, I think it's like, a gigantic, gigantic win. Am I going to let her text her friends? No, maybe yes. I don't know. I'm definitely becoming more lenient. But just the fact that she can tell me I am frustrated, I think it's a huge win. And it only took me like seven years. But like, I just want to tell you that it does work. I want to tell you that it does help. I want to tell you that if you're doing it and you're having a hard time because you're not seeing immediate results as you would if you did a more, you know, punitive punishment and scare the crap out of your child. I just want you to hold on and like keep trying and keep creating space and keep talking to the kid that's having a hard time. And remember that the kid is having a hard time, not trying to give you a hard time and that we don't take their reactions personally. Like it's not a personal attack. It, it might feel, and they might even say things like, I hate you. And like, you're the, ter- the worst mom ever, but they don't, they don't have the complete maturity and impulse control to like process all of their big emotions and frustrations. So I hope that, I hope that you know that. I hope that if you are having a hard time that you remember that I'm telling you that it does work and that it does require a lot of patience and a lot of this kind of exercise, but that it does work, that it does have fruit. And that at the end, I really believe you will have a more honest and open and strengthened relationship with your children. And if like, that's not what we're striving for, I don't know like what we're doing. I know that I talk a lot about gentle parenting and the reason why I do it is because I'm the one that needs it the most. I, like I said, I found myself yelling at my kids sometimes for the smallest things and just like, just being so frustrated at them. And what really I've learned is that through our mistakes and I still yell at them sometimes and I still lose my cool and they still talk back to me. So again, it's not like, I don't want you guys to think like, oh, because I implemented this. Now we have like this, you know, like, rainbow relationship we don't we still have tension we still like disagree on things but I I think for me this actually proves that gentle parenting is working that it works and that it's kind of the only way in many ways to establish like a good healthy relationship with the kids not not the only way but it's definitely a good way and you know as we raise awareness as parents it helps raise awareness in our children too and I think awareness is key It's not that we can, you know, apply gentle parenting perfectly every single time we have an issue with our kids, but actually with gentle 
parenting gave me was because at some point I was also becoming way too preoccupied of like, how do I deal with when they lie? How do I deal it? How do I deal when they are demotivated? How do I deal with the kids when they're back talking? You know, because there's so many little things too that you're dealing with, with like day to day with the kids, right? But if you kind of understand, like when I understood sort of the over understanding of gentle parenting, which is to validate, empathize, right? Connect first and then correct. That just gave me like a really good, like initial thought in my mindset to deal with any of the things, whether that's lying or how am I going to talk to them about sex or how am I going to talk to them about drugs? Like it just gives me like a pause to think about where are they, how can I meet them first, where they are at now with their question, with their struggle take care of that first and then try to like either teach them or guide them or help them think about whatever they're asking in a different way. So I think that's really what it gave me. So it actually simplified my parenting in many ways so that I'm not like seeking issue by issue because that's also exhausting and overwhelming and like I can't do all of the things. But all of the issues can come under this umbrella if I connect first and correct later I think it like will take care of itself in many ways. So it actually like gave me more confidence as a parent. You know, after the the shootings and processing this whole devastating week with my husband and my my friends and then my children, because now I have a sixth grader and a fourth grader and we are starting to discuss these harder topics. And, and to be honest, you know, every parent and mom like has to really understand the sensibility of their kids and how much coping skills they have established and developed because some of these conversations are very difficult. So I'm not saying like talk to your kids about all the things. I, I actually, in many ways, have protected my kids from bad news, to be honest, especially things the, this heavy. Like when the when the incident happened in the spa in Atlanta in March, you know, a couple of years back, like I didn't discuss it with my kids. They were you know, second, third, fourth grade. And I just felt like it was not really a time for them to to know about that. If, you know, in turn, you talk about bigger things, like how can you be kind to your friend right now, right? Um, but this, you know, because now they're in fourth and sixth grade, they're just more aware. We, we did this, discuss the shootings this week. And this is what I said to them. And I hope this script helps you. First of all, just lay out the facts, which are, you know, where it happened, how it happened, what, who did what. Lay the facts as simple and straightforward as possible without emotion. Don't make it scary. And then layer in things that they already know. Like, because I already know that you're building, right? You're building what it means to be kind. You're building what it means to say sorry. You're building, you're, we, we're doing that work for them already, right? So now they can, they can grasp onto that. So I talk about like, hey, maybe you know, when we fight with sister or brother and we have like that really ugly feeling in our heart, maybe we do say sorry, right? Maybe we do say like, maybe we understand why we say sorry, you know? Maybe we do understand that we make mistakes and that we need forgiveness and we also offer forgiveness, right? So that's actually my whole conversation when it came to the shootings was around forgiveness, forgiving mommy when she yells, um, forgiving sister and brother when they don't want to share, forgiving friends when they're mean and rude or call you bad names, which happens, or when you call a friend a bad name and don't want to share with her, don't want to play with her or him, which also happens in my family. And so the conversation in my family became about forgiveness. And there's so many things that it can be about, but that's that's what I told. That's what I, I don't know, used 
this moment to offer my kids and my family. You know, as kids, as my kids are getting older now, fourth and sixth grade, and sometimes we talk about like, you know, what are your dreams and what do you hope to accomplish? And just like, you know, spend not, we don't talk about stuff like this all the time, but once in a while we will. And they say like, oh, you know, my daughter wants to be a writer and my my son hopes to be a professional golfer. And it's like so sweet and lovely and they have goals and I love that. And I was reflecting like, what are my dreams? And for a long time, they were to become a professional performer. And that was like my American dream coming from Guatemala, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go to Los Angeles and become a singer or an actor or whatever. And it's great. Those are great things to have. And it is also still a big part of who I am. But my dream has changed. My dream has radically changed after having children. And I think having kids gives me an opportunity to change, gives me an opportunity to reshape who I am in a in a better way. And um, that trickles into my my true dreams. And maybe and my dreams have really changed, not so much like, oh, seeing myself in movies and things like that, but seeing a more united and healthier family, not just, you know, my immediate unit with my children, but my parents, my in-laws, having just healthier communication and healthier understanding of who we are and just feeling healthier in our own skin. So I think some of the connections I'm making with the shooting and like, and why I wanted to bring up gentle parenting is because maybe it's just me, but I think that gentle parenting approach can also be applied to adults. And when I see the adults around us, they're suffering, you know, I can't help but wonder like, can we apply gentle parenting to the adults around us in our lives. And I also find myself kind of like what they call like the sandwich time, right? Like I'm taking care of young kids, but I also have to take care of my, you know, help take care of my, the older adults in my life, you know, whether that's in-laws, um, my own parents, right? And so it's just so interesting because like, as I look at my little ones and see like their emotional needs and how to best help them, fulfill them and meet those needs for them, I also turn around and look at the elders in my life and their needs and realize like they haven't been met for so many, so, so, so many years. And like, I wonder if those of us in the middle who kind of understand this and really believe in this can be a part of the healing for both sides and apply it to our adults too. I don't know. That's kind of the connections I've been making and it has helped me reflect because I have hard relationships with some of the elders in my life and thinking like, how can I mend those too, you know, because I do see the adults around us suffering and maybe our generation, like the generation that's aware and wants to practice this and spend time, you know, practicing gentle parenting will break and like, I don't know, bring some healing, you know, um, I guess that's maybe my hope. I hope it's something that you are thinking about too. I think that for so long, the Asian American community, our goal has been striving for excellence, which again, incredible feat and incredible dream and incredible pursuit, one that is worthy for sure. But I wonder in, I wonder if in that striving we've lost and we have, you know, lost and overshadowed the cost of striving for excellence. And a lot of that has been our actual relationship with our children and our parents. And I'm starting to think that the cost is too high. So I do ask us to rethink that as we're raising kids. I know that a lot of us have still tiger mom in us, which is fine. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that that's bad. We all want to set up our kids for success, but maybe we think about success in a more broad, in a broader way, right? I think if the cost is the relationship with your kids, if striving for excellence 
cost you the relationship with your children. I don't I don't want that version of success. And that's something I'm having to rethink. And again, I think I attribute that to gentle parenting because what are the real values? Like, what are you really working on? It's not, you know, this physical success or this outward success, but really, again, that healthy communication between the people that you really care about, the people that you want to see grow. So I think really the last thing I wanted to say was that this week has been hard for me, for our family, for our community. Um, but it also has given me a lot of time to reflect and given me more a reminder to be more intentional about what is happening inside my house, inside my four walls, how I can make an impact inside my house. And I do think for me, it's with this whole gentle parenting approach. So mama's parents go out there and just love your family first, love them well, and don't hold back. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Brain on Instagram. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.